0: everybody welcome to the boost okay Andy, stick with me in case i lose it but i appreciate everybody sticking with me and sticking on this yeah live radio is always fun for those that are here live you understand the the patience that you need to maintain everything that we're doing here thank you so much for joining us i'm sorry but yes this is what happened yesterday for those that were are tuning in now we did this yesterday and this whole thing but i was in, on the road so it was a lot harder so we apologize for the technical difficulties but we appreciate you being with us um and as things are loading uh, we're going to get it going today we've been talking about this concept of results and effort if you remember this is what we spoke about last week uh if and just put it into the chat because nothing is open for me yet so if you don't mind putting the dedication today into the chat that's that's the best thing for me right now um Actually, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. So today's show is dedicated for the elevated soul of this great man on his fourth yard site. May his neshama have an aliyah. May his memory be a blessing for his children and his grandchildren. We thank you so much for your sponsorship. So we've been talking about this idea of efforts and results. And I want to spend a little bit of time on it because it's super important to understand my opinion Just how it works. Growing up, like we spoke about last week, if you remember. Growing up, um, you live in a world where everything is very results driven. Everything is very focused on results. And so when you live in a world where really it doesn't matter how hard you study. It matters what you get on on the test. I was on the phone yesterday with somebody who got a certain grade on their LSATs. And this guy's like the greatest guy in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he does this and he does that. And he does this and he does that. And he's constantly doing everything for everything. And he gets a grade in his LSATs. And I, it was so hard for me to break it to this person that, yeah, they don't care. Like, really, they don't care. I, I know that, like, you know, you're the future, you know, Supreme Court justice because you dedicate your time. And I got it. Don't want law school. That's not how it works. Like, they don't care. Really. I mean, they say they care. They don't care. It's, it's what you got in your sets. It's a result. Like, it doesn't matter. I remember reading a whole thing about uh, Olympic athletes. It's amazing what goes on in the world of Olympic athletes. It's it, not just professional athletes. Olympic athletes. It's very different. Professional athlete plays dozens and hundreds of games a year. And for many years. Olympic athletes play one game at that stage and they're doing trials. Okay. But like, can you imagine training for four years for one race and the difference between first place and no medal, as I saw it was, is like, that's it. This That pause that I just did, that pause is the difference between gold and nobody knows your name. Four years, one race. Not again. You don't do it the next morning. That's it. And then you go home. That's results. We live in a very results-driven world. And so when we speak and what we've been speaking about really, in my humble opinion, which is this key to freedom, is the key to letting the wins in, which is letting the effort in. We have to identify that underneath results is effort. It's underneath it because of how we were raised. Nobody ever tells somebody after they win the the championships, "You, you played really hard, good job. We won, oh my gosh, we won. And by the way, even if it was a fluke, even if the other team played harder and was better and some fluke miracle happened and the ball bounced off someone's helmet and landed into the hands of the player and the guy, I don't know, doesn't matter. Nobody's like, well, you know, we really shouldn't have won because like, it wasn't fair. Nobody cares. We got the result we wanted. Like The people that get the effort speech are the people that lose. So we have this neuroconnection between effort being losing. And so when we approach our lives and we do not get the result that we want, it's, impo- it's hard for us to not be disappointed. It's hard for us to not feel less. You work your tail off to get t- for a test and you don't get the grade you want. It's really hard to be like, I gave it a hundred percent. I'm good. No, no, I'm good. No, I got it. I'm good. I let, I let the wind seep in. I got it. No, I get it. I know. I failed. But I, I know me. I killed it. I'm good. Can you imagine? Imagine a guy gets off the field. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. You, know, you, take, the, you take the trophy. I'm good. I'm good. No, no, really. I'm good. I'm a champion. I'm a champion in my mind. Who does that? Who lives like that? Now, if you live like that... You got to kiss somebody because somebody r- raised you well. You got to give somebody a hug or somebody a thank you. Because if you, if you, if, if I'm, what I'm saying is natural to you in the loss, you feel like a winner because you gave it a hundred percent. Look up that chain. The world didn't give that to you. I can tell you that much. Somebody gave that to you. Whoever that somebody is, you make sure they give them a nice, big, happy. Someone's card. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Teacher's Day—I don't know. Find the day and thank them for it, because that's not how we roll. That's a spiritual way of seeing the world. We live in a physical world. We, feel, we live in a material world. We are we live in—I oh, don't know what that song was. We live in a material world. Spiritually, that's how it works, but we don't live like that. So here's how it works. I want to sort of explore this with you now a little bit. I want to explore this with you. So there's what we would call, let's say, like, lower-level effort. What lower-level effort is, it's not really lower-level. I'm just using it so we can create a paradigm. I'm using it so we we can create our own definitions for the next few days, and we can really nail this with God's help. In the middle, we got results. Material, physical, objective results. The job I want, the response that I want, right? The way I feel with, when people are around me, the results, the, what the world delivers to me, results. I have what I want. I go out into the world and the world gives me what I want. Results. Underneath results, those who are watching the video, I'm like trying to figure out that they go left to right or up and down. Underneath results is what we would call, it, us say, like lower level effort. And what that, that is, is that that's the effort that we grew up with. That's the effort that we were, that's the patting on the head. That's the A for effort trophy, which I don't care. You know, that's, that's not a trophy. I don't care. That's not a trophy. The dinky little trophies you get because you showed up. It's not a trophy. As much as parents like, no, really it is. It's not. You don't need a trophy. You can, it's d- effort and results don't have the same path. They live in two separate worlds. You don't get the set effort isn't second place to winning. That's the whole, that's what the whole thing doesn't makes sense. When you train kids to think that effort is really second place to winning, you take effort and you subserve, you make it subservient, if you will, to results. So the kid who tried as hard, the team that tried their hardest, that, coincidentally, or because of some fluke lost the game because, you know, the, the ball bounced in the, whatever that kid gets a little trophy and the kid gets Really? No. We're going to call that lower level effort for now. The effort that we grew up with that. You tried hard speech, the little trophy you get for, you know, for showing up. Let's just leave that there. And let's just start to build a bridge to what's called upper effort. And explain to you how only when you live in the world of effort can you achieve extraordinary results. How does this work? When we engage in challenge, when we engage in conflict, I don't mean like beating people up in conflict, like internal conflict. Right, the key of life is being victorious over self. Right? So it's a conflict. Do I eat it? Don't I eat it? Do I say it? Don't I say it? Do I judge? Don't I judge? Do I push when I'm tired? Do I not push when I'm tired? Right? That's conflict. There's an inner battle that's raging between us within us. That's a conflict that we're up against. That that requires an effort, that requires exhaustion, that requires energy. If you're going to live at your highest self, you're going to be engaged in conflict consistently. When you engage in conflict, whenever you put in that conflict, a need for anything, but the conflict, you now put yourself at a disadvantage. I remember reading a, Uh, a book years ago about, uh, I think it was a Navy SEAL. It was a commando who trained himself to live on one meal a day, his whole life. He woke up, ate breakfast, and that was it. And then he ate breakfast the next day. And he said, the reason why I did that was because if I'm in battle and I need to eat, if I'm doing a raid and I need something, outside the raid, then now I'm at a disadvantage. So I have to clear everything out except for the battle before me. And this Olympic thing that I was reading about, the Olympic athletes say very similar things. If you're going to be the greatest in the world, there's nothing that's going to get in the way with perfecting your craft. You can't. It's impossible. You can't take on hobbies if you're trying to win a gold medal. Just doesn't work. I remember what a guy said to me once. I remember one for those again. I'll go back. I don't know why I'm going back to law school because that conversation yesterday. For those who are in 1L, 1L is the first year of law school. It's a very difficult, challenging year. But if you do well in your first year, you get a good job, whatever. Law school is weighted towards your first year. I remember getting on the phone with a guy well, I want to study, but I, I love watching football and I love watching baseball and I've got all these hobbies and I play cards, cards with my friends. And, I got, and I'm like, yeah, I got it. You want to do well in school? For one year, all you got is one L. Well, it's crazy. I want to, I'm like, okay, do whatever you want. You want to be great at something that's really hard? Guess what? All your attention has to go there. If we want to be great at being victorious over ourselves. When we add other goals before us, it makes it harder to be victorious over ourselves. If I'm trying to engage in conflict, that is an internal conflict, my own envy, my own uh, laziness, my own desires, doing what's right. If I'm trying to find my own point of battle and work and at the same time, I need the world to give me a result. I'm basically putting myself at a total loss because it's impossible to be able to expend the energy over self and over the world at the same time. they are two different aspects, the need for results, the need to win, The need for the world to tell me you're doing great. The need for that trophy to feel like I am a champion in the game. The need for the grade. The need for the world to pat me on the back and go, you won. Top of the stage. We approve of you. That need is an entire world into itself. I don't have space. I don't have enough energy to try to get that need, which is victorious over environment, and the other need, which is victorious over self. I'm one person. I got one focus. I got one thing to look at. And if my battle in life is my battle over myself, so that I can become the greatest version of myself, and I trust that if I become the greatest version of myself, I'm going to have a life that I don't even know about. Forget the results that I'm looking at. Forget that, like, I know about this test and I know about this grade. If I'm victorious over myself, if I become a learner, if I become an intellectual explorer, if I look at my grades as a way to train myself to think and learn, I don't even know what's even possible for me. It's not going to be math. It's not going to be what you, what you determine the curriculum is at my age. Are you kidding me? You know what it means to be intellectually curious? You know what it means to be a constant learner? This world is your oyster. There's stuff out there that didn't make it to the books yet. How long it takes it to make it to a school book in a school? How quickly the, mo- the world moves? You know what kind of information I can get? You know how much more benefits I can get in the world by being a learner? whether I get a grade on a test, because I'm sitting and studying and my goal is grade on test, I can't then say my goal is to push myself to the max so that I can build the traits of constant learning and curiosity, and I can use this as an exercise to build me, to overcome my challenges of laziness, my insecurities and not being smart enough. So that I, when I graduate out of this school or graduate out of this program, have the the tools and the traits to constantly be engaged in new information. I can't do both. Either I'm going to try to get that A and I need that A to feel good about myself. Or I'm going to try to beat my own insecurities and laziness. and, And I'm going to become a real learner. I'm going to use this time of my life to work on this mentality. I hope I get an A. I don't need you to give me an A to feel like I've been successful. All right. We got to talk about this. It's, it's already late. Okay. We'll continue. Just the beginning. We'll continue. Higher level effort. That's what we're getting at. So we was slowly starting to see it. Okay. Have an amazing day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining. us. sorry for the technical difficulties and with God's help. I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. <laughs>